Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hello, welcome to today's beacon. Today's beacon is called God's Repair Shop. Jamie and I watched a TV programme called The Repair Shop this week. In the programme, the experts took items that used to be precious, whether that be toys or trophies or even a bell. These things have been broken, whether by accident or just through the course of time. The expert's job was to fix them and restore them to their former glory. They wanted to give them back their purpose and shine and potential. This is what God's doing with us. He's making us into something new. Ephesians 2 verses 1 to 10 says this. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us, as shown in all he has done for us, who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. God created us in the first place and he made us exactly how he wanted us. He knows us more deeply than anybody else. But we were born into a world full of sin that corrupted us. We also had a part to play in this sin. And we have all chosen to go the wrong way at some point in our lives. We all choose to sin. And the problem is that God is so pure that he can't be around sin. He can't touch it. The consequences of what we do when we choose to walk away from him pain him so much. He is rightfully angry about sin and hates it when any of us do it. But God didn't want us to stay that way. He didn't want the story to end like that. He wanted to have us back as his children and there was nothing we could do to fix it ourselves. We were dead in our sins and there's nothing a dead person can do to make themselves alive again. So Jesus came to earth to die for us. He came to save us from ourselves, to fix the mess we got ourselves into. The passage says twice, it's only by God's grace you have been saved. There's nothing we can do to save ourselves. All we can do is accept God's grace. 
We cannot boast about our salvation because we haven't earned it. We can't be show-offs when we start living the way that God would have us live. We can't win any prizes for being a better Christian. The only reason we can live as we do is because we have the Holy Spirit with us and we are being made anew by God. It isn't a credit to us. Now this isn't an excuse to keep on sinning. We need to do our part, resisting temptation as best we can and avoiding situations where we might be tempted. We need to give God's grace every opportunity to work in our lives. We need to work alongside him. So God is making us new to do the good things he planned for us long ago. God has plans for you and I. He has things that we're meant to do in our futures, however long or short that might be. He has places he wants us to be. So if we are to live up to our God-given potential, we need to be listening for what God wants us to do and where he wants us to be. We need to follow where he leads. The life God has for you is the best it could ever get. His way is exciting and we get to see his plans unfold in front of us. This might get us thinking, what is it that we're meant to do? I think this will look different for each of us as we all have different lives and different talents and God wants to use them all at different times in our lives. But one thing I think we're all meant to do is to bring others into a living relationship with God and to show them what we have. And if anyone chooses to turn and walk with God, they'll be saved. Romans 1 verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because this is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. We have all been saved and we can bring others into that grace. We need to stand up for what we believe and not be ashamed of the gospel, even if others are trying to make us feel that way. In the repair shop program, most of the objects needed sanding down or needed parts removing before they could be made whole again. This would have been a painful process if they'd have had feelings. Sometimes what God has to do in refining us is painful. James 1 verses 2 to 4 describes it like this. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So we shouldn't despair when we go through trials. In fact, we should rejoice because God is refining us. He's getting us closer to what we were meant to be and what we will become when we die and go to be with him forever. God should have the glory from us, whatever situation we're in. God is making us new. He's making me new, which is an amazing thought. I'm becoming more like Jesus every day and it's my ambition to keep doing that until I die. God has plans for us to do and we'll be able to achieve them best if we let him lead and let him change us. And the hard times we go through are just to make us better. God uses everything for our good. So trust him and follow him and bring others to him. Let's pray. God, I thank you that we don't do this alone, but I thank you that we do this with you. 
I thank you that it is you making us new because if we were trying to do it ourselves, we would fail. I thank you that you get all the glory, that we can't boast in our salvation or how we're acting because it's not up to us at the end of the day. I thank you that you get all the glory. And I pray that we would glorify you more and more each day, that the way we live our lives would show your power and your beauty and your desire for us to be your children. And I pray that we wouldn't be ashamed, but that we'd bring other people to you, that we'd share the good news that we've received and that we'd talk about you far and wide, that others would know and others would be brought into your kingdom, into a loving relationship with you. Be with us, God, this week and change our hearts, repair us. And I pray that when we go through the hard times that we'd remember that it's just a refining process that you're with us every step of the way and you're just making us closer to what we were supposed to be. Thank you that we each have a God-given potential and thank you that you've designed works for us to do and that you've put us in a place where we can um, live for you. So I pray that we'd live that out. In Jesus' name, amen. Coach House Beacons. The Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.